Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Rosie Hour Podcast. And this week, we have two amazing guests. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> Our first guest is Fallon Carter, who has her own event planning uh, company located in New York, and Tyler of the Rose Day Mansion. Pew, pew, pew. Everybody drink Rose. Rose. So we sip Rose. We gonna sip Rose. Rose. Sip Rose. Baby girl, she don't play. Don't play. So we sip Rose. We're gonna sip rose. That rose hour, baby. Sip the rose. Hey, friends, it's Renee here at the Rose Hour Podcast, and it is our 20th episode. Yay! That's like super awesome because I want to introduce, I feel like we need the Chicago Bulls theme music from 92. And now. Your 2020 bartender of the Rose Hour podcast. Standing at 5'9'10. I don't really know. I'm 5'11 on a good day, but continue. Okay, 5'11 from DC. Bartender Man! Yes. I feel like a champion entering the ring. With that introduction, it's our 20th episode, you know, um, very excited about that, seeing, you know, where we come from episode zero into episode 20, is a lot of growth, connected with a lot of great companies, had a lot of great conversations, met a lot of great people. Lots of rosé. A lot of rosé that been drinking. Sip, sip, hooray, oh. Emphasizing on that sip, sip. Yeah, man, I mean... To be honest, that means we've had 19 rosés that we tried. That's pretty cool, considering there's like 5 billion. <laughs> Man, I feel like we didn't drink more than that. Well, what a shout out to some of our early, early on people like Guestway Rosé. Yes. Uh, Rufino, which is always going to be a staple and near and dear uh, to my now. heart. Yeah. Bel Air, you know, we've had some... Yeah, we've had some amazing rosés like Lorenza, Boulevard, I mean, Wandering Grace. Mm-hmm. We've had such a wild, wide spectrum of not, and also not only rosés, but like wine. Because yeah. Amour Geneve is a blue wine and we had some of that and it was really delicious. Right. So, yay! Yeah, a lot of, lot of, pew, pew, pew. lot of wine that has been Yes, and we want to thank all of the industry for being so nice, too, because, like, we're, like, newbies into this industry, and everyone's been so welcoming and, like, yeah, girl, what you need? And it's kind of cool. Right, and also what's dope about the podcast 20th episode, not only the winemakers and influencers in the industry we've been talking to, the leading ones, you know, we're also talking to a lot of great entrepreneurs, the smart minds, and just business folks yeah. in the space too. So really, really, really happy to see where we going, you know, have come from in episode 20. Yeah. You know, from where we, where we came from. And uh, I'm happy to see and, 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 and happy to see where we go from here. Yeah. 
I'll just say in this short time and with COVID, uh, we've learned a lot of lessons and you know what? So thankful. I feel like a lot of podcasts don't even make it to the 20th episode. Like we have consistently put out an episode every week. Consistency is key. That's how you beat the game. Yay! And y'all do not know what we go through to put these episodes together. Plus working nine to fives, have additional side businesses, plus dealing with family. Family. Mm. Hey. Love it. All in a day's work. Yeah. Penalty of leadership. Yes. but All we, of that. We just are so thankful for all of you, all of our guests, all of our listeners. Like, thanks for the support. Pew, pew, pew. Definitely. We won't be yet without y'all. Without y'all sending wine, we won't be as drunk as we are. We appreciate the wine being sent. We appreciate all the sponsors, people who helped us. Show guests, everybody. Yeah, and speaking of, um, you know, podcasting has become more of a thing that people are seeing because we can't, you know, gather in large groups. And so, like, uh, the sports industry, you know, is saying, like, they're going to start playing again. Like, for instance, basketball said, like, they're going to be playing only in Florida. Um, I think the NHL is supposed to come back, too, and baseball. But it's like, also, there's no crowds. So like, what do you think does that mean for, like, sports? Um, I'm interested to see what a game would look like without a crowd there. I think at that point, I'd be able to assess it. Like, would it feel weird? Yeah, because would there's, like, adrenaline that you get when you're playing a sport from, like, the crowd and cheering right. and applause, booing. And, like, that actually helps shift the game. So, like, that won't be a thing anymore, it sounds like. Right, and and that definitely um, will weigh in on the competitive edge of having home court advantage, like you're saying, versus being an away team. It's almost like it wouldn't matter. Like yeah. you're going away to a tournament, and everyone is neutral as far as their advantage of home court versus away. Yeah, and it sounds like why don't they just do an NBA 2K tournament and like just have the players like all on someone's 2K, like they find like the greatest 2K player online that they want to represent their team and they could be from, you know, their state, their city that they represent. What they have now is the 2K League. So each NBA team has a representative that plays for them. No, a 2K League. So how is set up, right? You got five actual 2K players. They play, they get rated, and then there's a draft every year. Oh. It's, it operates just like an actual league, but it's with players, you know. I see. So each, like, sort of Spurs has a team, Wizards has a team, all these different professional teams have a Like a virtual team. team. Right, and they have championships, drafting. So <clears throat> they're really trying to expand this thing called eSports. Yeah, and yeah. That's like what the what is it the the game? <coughs> what the, oh my god! And I cannot play it very well. Fortnite. Yes. Oh, th- thanks for understanding. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite. Like that's part of it. And like there there was a kid from Philadelphia. I think it was One, three million. Yeah, for just video and like like he had a Wawa sandwich that he would eat before every match. And right. It was like a thing. I don't know. I just I hate. Uh, you strongly dislike? I strongly dislike, well, I'm marking a number, what, one on there or five on there. Uh, yeah, depending <laughs> the on how they do their survey. Right. Yeah. Marking a number five, strongly disagree with the whole concept of e-sports. 
it's like was like oxymoron, right? Like, how can you electronically do a sport? You're well, sitting down. You're not engaged. So I think it just sends a wrong message to the youth. Like, hey, you can be a, a star without really putting in the physical effort that's needed. Well, some would say to the contrary, right? Because like to move your thumbs, you have to have a gaming chair. Like you have to have practice. So, and I mean, the definition of a sport is to exert energy, which is what they're doing. Because gymnastics took forever to become and cheerleading because they were frowned upon because they were supposed to be not as physical. But if you actually did cheerleading, I... I <laughs> but I mean, I, I could see how a cheerleader will be deemed an athlete. Flipping gymnast, same, right? When I'm sitting on my couch and I am playing 2K and I have a bag of Doritos and a soda or some rosé in front of me, right? And I'm playing 2K. I am not an athlete. I'm not athletic. If I sat here play video games all my life I'm going to definitely not look athletic you know what I mean so it's not I just I just don't like the turn I feel like we're, we're, we're setting a stage where everyone can, can be an equal well I mean that's you know like I mean? I mean my elementary school didn't do it but like the 6th grade you know uh, awards now ceremonies of like what is it field day like everybody gets a participant award or ribbon and like right. when I grew up if you ain't getting one of them top three slides, uh, slots like you got nothing and that's how it should be like you gotta like present like say like oh you were present on the day but right. you didn't actually like get a certificate to say 99th place or like you achieve a participation like duh we all participated right you don't need to what to show that and if Cindy Robinson, one of my best friends from elementary school, is listening, we took some great awards home from Andrew Cook Magnet uh, Elementary School for field day. She was one of my teammates. That's what's up. And we, I think, like, tug of war, we killed it. Like, it was like a thing at my magnet school. Like, field day was like, you go to war. Like, your parents would take off work. Like, there would be tents set up outside the school. Like, there was no participant award at Andrew Cook Magnet School. And we're a magnet school at that. So, you, we went hard. We had, like, contact sports, too. Like, tackle football? Yeah, we did all of that. With no pads on? And even we had, like, flag football. But I remember, like, still, like, knocking bodies on the ground. I love it. Yeah, I mean, this is what happens. You go to Andrew Cook Magnet. Hey. I love my elementary. Shout out to your elementary school. <laughs> and everybody that graduated. Shout out to Cindy. Yes, Cindy. And to, uh, to all yeah. my other friends from elementary school of Andrew Cook Magnet who participated in Phil Day because we probably would not be EA Sports contenders. Because I feel like we will be like gladiators. Like I really like we will wear headbands with your with your gray color. Like you, we went hard. As you should. Yeah. As any competitor should. Which is why I think I am the way I am now because hey. my elementary school made us that way. Anywho, it made you fierce. Yeah. Well, resilience. Fearless. Resiliency is where it's the word I want to go. With. <laughs> yes. So our guest today, two dope guests. So Fallon Carter lived in D.C., moved to New York, like with her last paycheck, basically, just was like, I'm out. And she was like a a government affairs person like myself. It was like, I'm out. 
And now she has a booming event planning business and travel places like to France to do wedding. See, you know, I, I always thought that maybe that's what I need to do in life. Become a wedding planner? Maybe. But what I was saying was, maybe just leave and be like, I got 60 cents in my pocket. I'm just going to go to another place. It forces you to make it work. Yeah, you remove the safety net, you know? Yeah, and like, she just was like balls to the wall. She's such an amazing young woman. Uh, And like, her journey has just been so awesome. So we talk about that. And then we talk to one of the most like, high-ranking celebrities on planet Earth. Uh, Tyler, who is a co-owner of the Rose Mansion. And you know how I feel about the Rose Mansion. Gotta, gotta go there and do it really big. Dude. I'm excited when the world opens up and go, you know, to the Rose Mansion and chill. And cause you see all the pictures. Oh my god! On Instagram, I'm like, wow. I want to be in one of those photos. You know, big smile, big cup of rose, tacos and rose. Come on. Right. Yeah. So I'm excited. I can't wait to go up there and you know, hopefully get a chance to do a show there and really link up and do something yeah. cool. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes, shout out to Tyler. Yes, and also within the Rosé Mansion, right? Like, it's a museum dedicated to Rosé. He did. So you have fun, you get a little education, and you get a little, you know, sloshed. A little. It's like Disney World for adults. Hey, careful. So can't wait. Uh, And like how he started out in his journey um, to becoming the co-founder is so amazing because they used to do a lot of pop-ups. And so I'm very thankful for Tyler and his, you know, foresight to know that rosé is the thing we need every day. It is. Yeah. I definitely need it every day. Three times a day. Wait a minute. Yeah, you sound like an addiction right I know, now. I know. I, I mean, you know. Like, if I, you shoot I fit, think, lace it up. Oh, well, no, we're not addicts <laughs> over here. More so, we are connoisseurs <laughs> and have an appreciation for the finer things in life called rosé. That is true. Yeah. Definitely true. All right, well, let's get into our first episode with Fallon. Fallon, Fallon, Fallon. Pew, 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 pew. Hey there, friends. It's hey. Renee here at the Rose Hour Podcast. And yes, you just heard her. She's so excited. I'm excited. She has been a lifelong friend when I first moved here to the East Coast. She's amazing. She had the best parties that I ever went to here in D.C. And she's doing it on another level in New York and across the world. People, put your hands together for Fallon Carter Extraordinaire. Woo! <laughs> That's by far the best introduction I think I've ever received in my entire life. <laughs> no worries. Put me in your pocket. I pop out at events for you. <laughs> Just like a puppet. I, I like that. I need that on a recording in my, on my website. That is delicious. Thank you. you will, no problem because it's all true. No lies were told during this moment. <laughs> we did have some great parties that I'm thinking about like, man. man. Yeah. I just remember every time I came to your apartment, I would be like, this girl has like silver Tiffany trays out. Like she has the <laughs> finest China and we're like 23 years old. <laughs> we were 23. That yeah. was a, wow. It's yeah. 
Yay! Well, how are you? I am great. How are well, given, yes, I am great. How are you? I'm 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 making it. You know, it's been a hard yeah. week. I think a lot of people know that a lot's happening in the world and you know, COVID hornets that rip bees heads off. I mean, we're level six Jumanji people. Get ready. Ooh, that is the best <laughs> analogy ever. Yes, that is it. So we're level I'm six. great adjacent. I am mm. making sure my mind is staying as clear as possible and just being mindful and trying to remain grateful about what I can. Um, but ultimately, definitely identifying the the horrors that live yeah. <laughs> outside my windows. But yeah. Oh, well, and, and you're doing such a terrific job out there in New York. So I, I really want to get into this episode of really like who you are, what you do and like all of that, because you have done some amazing things, Valid, and like traveled the world in the seven seas, planning <laughs> events along the way. So we'd love to know like how you got started and like how you how are you to this point today where you're able to do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, when we met, I was, you know, fresh out of college. I was a political science major. DC was the the plan. I was going to somehow change the world and change lives through law. And that was, that was my mission and goal at the time. And we met, Mm -hmm. um, and I had a good job at the time, was working at this Israeli aerospace company, making some good money. I was happy. Everything was going my way. Um, a friend of mine in high school, she was like, hey, my sister's getting married in Paris. You should come and be my guest. And I was like, click, click. You to tell me <laughs> sure. Like, terp, terp, I'm in there. <laughs> what terminal do I meet you in? <laughs> exactly. I was like, so where do, can, we, can we leave today? So, um, so I loved Paris. I loved France. I, I took French in college. That was the whole, it was, that was my jam. And I've always had an affinity to events. I've always liked hospitality. When I was younger, I'm, I was the debutante. I was the one who ha- wanted a KitchenAid. I was a Martha Stewart subscription. I'm that girl. So yeah, you really um, are. You, I mean, <laughs> from the outfits to the event, you coordinated. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> but I, but I was like, how do you make money from that? I was like, that seems like a very, like, if you become the first lady, then you get to do these things as a fun gig. But other than that, like go to school and become a lawyer. Um, So anyway, I go to this wedding with my friend and we get there and her dress had been, her sister's dress had been shipped from Nigeria. It was a Nigerian wedding. And we open up the box to the dress and we have now five days to find a new dress because what we see in this box is not her regular dress. Right. So it's five days. We've got to hustle, get her a new dress. And before you know it, I'm kind of pulling and tying up other loose ends for the wedding. And I was like, I came here for a vacation and I came here to be mm-hmm. a guest and max and relax. But it it kind of just fit. It was like, we're making lists. We're, we're finding new flowers. It, and I loved it. I was extremely happy. And, it, you know, it doesn't hurt that we were at a Waldorf Astoria property oh, across gosh. the street from Versailles oh. and no expense was spared. And I'm like gallivanting streets, like having pastries in between like floral shopping. So <laughs> you're <laughs> like, living the French dream. <laughs> I was living the dream. Like, okay, this, this, this is lit. So, you know, the wedding happens, everything goes off with, without a hitch. And a lot of her bridesmaids were like, wow, you should consider this as a job. And I was like, but how? So right, like who, how, <laughs> where for this? Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I mean, I had a, a sign actually. It was funny along the way. I was 
it was my last day in Paris. Everyone else had flown out um, back home. And I went to an ATM to get some, just, I wanted to get some money to buy some wine to take home to family and friends. And I'm looking at the ATM and the ATM is inscribed in English. It says, this is not a dream. This is real. And it was scribed in, like somebody took a key and wrote it in a French ATM in English. And I took that as my cue that what I'm living now is very much a possibility and can be my life if I take this leap. So (laughs) when I got home, I quit my job and I packed up everything, took some, took the little money that I had and I moved to New York and got some business cards off of Vista print that said, I am a wedding planner. Yes. I remember this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You definitely took that leap of faith because we were like, wait, you're leaving? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why? What's wrong with you? (laughs) You got a good job. Right. (laughs) Wow. And so like you get to New York, you you have your I'm a wedding planner uh, business cards. What did you do next? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm like at the edge of my seat. Like, I don't know the yeah. story. <laughs> well, funny enough, it's like I come back for CBC mm-hmm. and I was at a CBC networking thing and there was a young lady. We were standing at a table, never had met her. And she was like, yeah, I'm planning a wedding. It's so difficult. And I'm like, chirp, chirp. <laughs> Beams like, well, on. Yeah, I was like, I am in there. So I was like, one, I've never planned a wedding. (laughs) I've only like pseudo assisted one. But I was like, girl, give me the chance. I know I can do this. And she took my card. We had a meeting and she took me on. And she was my first wedding in 2012, I think. Yeah. Um, And she recommended me to her friend. And before you know it, then I just, I kind of had my rhythm of like, okay, this is how we do it. And then I was going back and forth between DC and New York, just because I had more of a network in DC. Mm -hmm. And then I found the footing to build the network here in New York. And then I had another client because the photographer that shot the wedding in DC recommended me for a wedding here. And then that kind of snowballed itself to a base. Yeah. So if you're starting a business, who you know is definitely... Honor your existing resources and honor your existing friends. They are your your well of wealth. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and that makes perfect sense because, um, you know, it's it's so hard to get a business off the ground. And, you know, it's going to be those people who know you, love you, want to exactly. support you most. Um, yeah. And it's going to be hard because sometimes it's like they don't have it. They don't know but they're they're there for you, you know, in some capacity. So it's just figuring out what that capacity is for those people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and and even just getting clear about what you think some of your friends are good at or good for and being specific about your ask. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if they've got graphic skills, like, hey, could do you think you could help me with this? Or just <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> figure out what, what they're good at and how they can help. But yeah, it it was it was tricky for sure. Whoa. I'm just like girl. (laughs) So like, once you, you know, start getting your rhythm, did you like create this, like, I do like French Parisian type weddings or like, were you like, I do it all? Well, at at first I didn't know what I, I, a lot of times I didn't know what I didn't know. So I ended up taking like a 
a four week course where it's like one day a week for four weeks. So basically four classes of someone saying, this is kind of how you do weddings, right? This is how you create a timeline. This is how you create vision boards. And that's what I, I'm very much like, let me do it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I just, you, I just have to be in it. I can't really learn from just outside things, but I took those, those cues and kind of made my own rhythm of how I wanted to work with my couples. And then what happened was that led, I was very happy and comfortable working specifically in New York and even DC, just kind of going back and forth. But the, the first wedding that I had the example with when we were in Paris, she called me back and saying, Hey, you were such a great help kind of tying up those loose ends, wondering now that, and she saw that I had my business kind of in place now. And she's like, wondering if you'd be up to planning my 40th birthday party in not just Italy, but Capri, Italy. Like you have to fly to Naples, take a ferry, take the ferry to like, it's like, it's a really remote part of Italy. Yeah. Yes. So that I, I was like, absolutely. But I was so new in my career. It was like, I like trying to go to the world series and you just learn how to play like baseball, baby baseball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what is it? Te- not tetherball, but the tee yeah. ball, tee ball or whatever. <laughs> like, on the stand and right. you get the ball off the stand and you're like, yeah, girl, we can go. So <laughs> that was, that was a huge learning experience and it went well. I was, I dare I say, I was proud of myself for with the experience I had putting the pieces together to make that event come to life. And I still use those images to this day and it's well over seven years ago. Wow. Um, So I was very blessed. And that's what kind of prompted the, wow, I like the travel component because everything's always new. And I like meeting new vendors all of the time. And I like, I like this stress is my kind of stress. Yeah. The excitement stress. And that's what prompted me to kind of push my business in the direction of, how can I now attract more couples? And also, I want to also make it easier. And that's kind of the mission of my business now. I want to make destination events not seem so scary to people, especially our guests, um, and want to make it really easy and enjoyable through the planning process so that more people consider it as a way to celebrate. Yeah, because like wedding, it, you know, that's not my, that's not like my thing. <laughs> But, you know, would love to do like a vineyard tour, like with friends. Would you be able to like do those kind of events too? Absolutely. Yeah. So like you do more things outside of weddings, like you do events. What are some events you've done? I mean, 40th birthdays or milestone birthdays are pretty, pretty big in comparison to weddings. Um, So just planning group group trips that are around a celebration. We've gone to Cartagena for a 40th, Santorini for a 40th. So there's, there's ways to bring people together. And when you're finding an atmosphere that has everything that you need, it's like, you don't have to take decor. You don't have to take all of this stuff. You just pick a location that has everything that you need, whether it's a beach, whether it's sites, whether it's delicious cuisine or wine. And <laughs> we, we put them plans in motion of like, how are we going to make this guest experience delicious, literally and figuratively from start to finish, from the moment they touch ground on the gravel of Napa? What's the first touch point for their, your guest experience, whether it's a wedding, an event, a corporate retreat, a wellness retreat, like all of those things we love to have our hands in because we just like celebrating and we like creating space for people to celebrate and not have to think about the worries of home. It's like, let's get away and let's make it 
a while. Yes, I'm here for the while. <laughs> Get a little magical music on the while. Wow. I'm here. Yes. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> so, what are you working on now? I know, like this time of 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 the season of what you would call a, a not uh, normal, unprecedented yeah. time. Um, has definitely probably uh, incurred some loss of, of, of event plannings. But like, yeah. what are you doing, you know, with this time and how are you steering people into still, you know, having those social events? Yeah, well, I mean, surprisingly, weddings are still just happening a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. I will say our corporate events, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but more so, more intimate social events are still happening and we're still receiving increase. I think our focus now is pivoting for people. Who, ooh, the word of 2020. I, I told myself I wasn't going to say it, but I done said it. So anyway, we're, we are editing and creating um, different offerings for people who have been specifically impacted by COVID and want to get married this year. Um, Because some of our couples have parents that are, that may not make it till next year and they have Mm. legal issues that need to, that need them to be married this year. So so we're working with them to create different iterations of a larger scale event where you're not losing the quality of it. And it's just the quantity of the guests may be different. So um, we're, we just have a, a new collective is what we're calling it, where we've sourced different vendors that, that are in New York, even in Atlanta, D.C., L.A., that are still open and operating and ready to do smaller, more intimate, micro, mini monies, those types of things. Or even just if 10 of your friends want to plan a trip at the end of this year to Mexico, we're working with people to plan quarantine trips. So yeah, (laughs) New Zealand has been a hit. Like everyone is running and escaping to New Zealand. Oddly, it's a it's a weird. Well, they only had like six (laughs) cases or something like that. So people like it's either here or Antarctica. (laughs) I mean, like I mean, pack your bags, right? (laughs) Right, just wear a mask in the airport. (laughs) So yeah, we're just we're all we're just trying to find innovative ways to still service those that are looking to celebrate and making the offering slightly different. Um, to fit their needs more specifically, yeah. Wow, this is yeah. crazy. I, I we're gonna talk right? offline because uh, this is my last year before our big milestone birthday, and I don't want to do a milestone. I want to do the last in this bracket. Like I'm here ooh. for it. Yeah, so it. we gotta talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So how can people like find you and and like connect with you about like planning and, and finding more about like events and wedding planning? Absolutely. Um, I mean, the fastest way is our Instagram, which is Valen Carter Events. And you're more than welcome to shoot us an email at info at Fallon Carter Events dot com. But you can always slide in my DM. I'm extremely responsive. Um, <laughs> and, Just slide on uh, in there, people. Just flat on in there. And if you are a, 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 a planning couple or even just hosting an event during that was impacted during COVID, we are all always happy to just chat. And I'm offering like, I call it my help a sister out call or my Olivia Pope fix it. Yes. Um, we can, we're happy to help you troubleshoot like literally no cost, no nothing. Just schedule a call with us and we will, we will help you figure out what works for you. Wow. Fallon, you are just so incredible. Thank you. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm such a proud friend. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. 
Oh, yeah, I know. I know, Dolly. I I do. (laughs) And I'm I'm grateful for this platform that you've created and allowing us to share our stories and to connect with other people that are looking for our services in a time where it's a little crunchy. Yeah, it's a little like, (laughs) can't go anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Of course, of course. I will love to have you on again, uh, maybe talking about like post-COVID and like what people are doing and how, you know, event planning can go now and like what we're looking at in 2021 as they're saying the second wave will come back during the fall. So absolutely. Yeah. Maybe talking about like how people can get ahead of that curve um, with all their event planning and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Phil, and yeah. I miss you so much, Dolly. <laughs> I know. Virtual hug because we're Virtual. social distancing as well. <laughs> well, I know a lot of people want to know this answer because you are in the event space where you're probably having accessibility to all types of champagne and rosé <laughs> and wine and delectable items. So want to know what's your favorite rosé? Um, I think I've mentioned this before. I was, I'm going to say Whispering Angel um, because I, I, I think it's a great one, but I am a non-drinker as of a year and a half ago. So I, I, I will smell from afar and drink my sparkling water with a lime. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? Ain't nothing wrong with a little ginger ale and I'm a little grenadine as well because I will do one of those too sometimes. Like, no, no, just trying to, you know, find calories in another way. <laughs> you know, I was like, in my old life, so yeah, but I've kept me in France in a, you know, on a lavender field in Provence and I may not be able to turn it down. So just saying, maybe <laughs> we make that happen with this rosé tour. Just saying. Ooh, oh. <laughs> oh my God, I just got a delicious visual. Please welcome back. I'm in there. Come on. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to happen. So you guys stay tuned. Fallon and I just had an aha moment and you guys are going to be invited. Pack your bags, pack your wives, pack your husbands. Don't pack no kids. Don't pack no kids. Don't pack no kids and you heard it here first. Yes, 2021. Well, Fallon, thank you so much for your time today. And I'm just so excited for what the future holds for you because nothing but the stars for you, Queen. You are so amazing. Thank you. And I, you, I appreciate the platform again. So thank you and stay abundant in all things. Sending you all light and love. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Clink, 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 clink. Thanks, Valen. That was amazing. And we really appreciate all of the amazing, you know, stories and hearing how you got started in event planning. So innovative. And, you know, we love entrepreneurs. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Tyler of the Rose Mansion. Pew, 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 pew. Hey there, friends. It's Renee here at the Rosé Hour Podcast. And today, you guys, I am like fangirling out right here. I am such a huge fan of this place that is like Chuck E. Cheese on rosé with bubbles, shine, education, fun, festive, amazing people, and rosés for all the days. The co-founder, the amazing party man himself. Tyler Bellier! Yay! Hi, that's the best intro I have ever heard, ever. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. And like, you like the little doom doom, uh, because like, I was trying to make sure I said your last name right. <laughs> <laughs> I made the sound effects. I love it. 
<laughs> well, thank you for being here on the Rose Hour podcast. Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh-oh, it sounds like your phone actually just went out a little bit. Are you still there, Tyler? I'm still here, yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I'm super excited. Cool. So you are one of the co-founders to the Rose Mansion in New York, and it is the most immaculate place on earth. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, we worked hard. It's a fun place. It's like an amusement park dedicated to Rose wine. I'm here for it. So how did you guys come up with this idea? Yeah. So my business partner, Morgan, first and I, um, we've actually been working together for about 13 years and we've owned a number of different businesses. Um, we started running this wine festival back in 2009. We started this wine festival called Wine and you know, as you could come and um, we had 250 wines and you could run around and you could try all these wines and learn about them. Um, and, you know, like it, we, we, we did the very first event um, and we didn't know if anyone was going to show up. You know, we just kind of did the standard entrepreneur thing where like you max out your credit cards, you call all your friends and you hope people show up. Mm -hmm. And we ended up with like 2000 people. And, you know, I think part of that was because like we'd spent the entire year previously doing like, we started by throwing like 10 and 15 person events in the basement of wine stores all around Boston. And we grew it up to this, like this event. And, you know, we learned a lot by throwing this one event and in, you know, early 2009. So we're like, oh, let's do another one. So we did another one and we did pretty well. And then like crazy people, we were like, let's take it on the road. Yes. So in, <laughs> in like 2011, you know, I think a normal sane person would have been like, let's add one more city. You know, you're successful. Like you have like 3000 people coming to try all these wines. And we're like, no, we're going to take it to six cities. Yes, and, go big or go home. I'm here. Yeah, right? <laughs> and so I spent the better part of the last, like, you know, between basically 2011 and 2016, um, we threw 50 of these wine ride events between three and 6,000 people. Wow. Um, we did them in, like, New York, Boston, Chicago, D.C., L.A., San Francisco. Um, and we really learned a lot. We had like over 150,000 people come all, all in. Um, you know, we opened a wine store for a while. We built mobile apps. We tried all these different things. Um, but ultimately, we really liked this idea um, of more of like a museum style walkthrough. So we ended up selling the business wine ride. It still exists. I don't, I don't really know how it works um anymore you're like, like you're done that over it <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 we we you know we kind of stepped away from it in 2016 and um yeah i don't know like we were looking at different options um of what we could do and i thought i was like oh maybe i'm done throwing events and i took like six months off and i just like missed it so much Aww. like it's your calling I, yeah i threw my first 300 person event when i was 16 years old um <laughs> We like, I used to throw like hardcore shows in high school and like, yes. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even like hardcore music that much. Uh, but all my friends were in hardcore bands and they had nowhere to play because we were all underage. So like I would rent out the basement of this bowling alley. Um, and then my friend's band had a PA system. Great. They get to the headline. And then we just skip school and like fly or three high school parking lots. And then I could make like a thousand dollars in the night and throw these concerts. So like 
I've been doing this since like I was a kid, you know? I'm like coughing because like that's very elaborate for a 16 year old to do. Yeah. And I'm so like intrigued and wondering why we were not friends. Like, yeah. I would have been like right. right there, like one of your roadies, like, yep, I'm wiring the stuff up right now. Yep. Right? Like, my parents had no idea what to do with me. They were like very supportive, but they were very much like, Sure. <laughs> they're like, we're gonna have parental, you know, uh, uh, supervision just to they're like, because we don't get it. <laughs> they're like, oh, do go for it. Yeah. But anyways, so you know, like we were looking at a couple different things. One, we were looking at like the idea of you know these walk around wine tasting events and how they didn't really do what we needed them to do. The biggest problem was like we rolled into a town and we only had like. 10 to 12 hours to set up the event. And you can't do that cool of stuff in 10 to 12 hours. You know, mm-hmm. like you get there at eight in the morning at 7 PM, you have 2000 people showing up. So like you just can't make really cool stuff. And we wanted to do more and we wanted to like build out more elaborate spaces. But at the same time, there was this, like, like our guests and the people and the attendees were telling us they wanted a more intimate experience. So we're like, okay, we have this idea. What if and it was really Morgan. Morgan dragged me to two of the Museum of Ice Creams in one week. We went to the Miami one and the LA one in like a four-day um, time span. And a binging on ice cream. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I, I'm not that much of like an ice cream guy, but whatever. Um, we and get, we saw this. Like, <laughs> you wanted yeah, to no, see we, what it was. <laughs> yeah, Morgan wanted me to see what it was. And, you know, I think... We, we've been talking about a museum concept for, I don't know, eight or t- eight, nine years. We love this idea of like, what if we built a wine museum? And so we're like, oh, okay, we can do this. And we found this amazing location in 2018 in New York uh, in, on Fifth Avenue, right by Bryant Park. It was this old, uh, it was this retail store that went out of business. It's called Charming Charlie or something like that. And they had huge pink doors. And I still don't, I convinced the VP of like the guy that owned the, the guy that was running the company that owned the building. I'm like, just give it to me for five months Yeah. on these terms. And he was like, fine, whatever. Sure. (laughs) And we rolled into the space. We knew we wanted to make Rose mansion. And like, I came up with the name, Morgan came up with a concept. I came up with the name. That's how we're splitting it up. And you know, like, we it's not that we didn't know what we were doing, but we didn't necessarily exactly know how to build the space out. So I remember like standing there with like, I called in two friends and I'm like, I'm hiring you guys. I desperately need your help. So we just kind of got this, like, you know, our posse back together from like the event days. And we're like, how do we do this? And everyone just sat around scratching their head. Be like, how do we get walls? Okay. Let's call this person. Let's figure this out. Let's whatever. Let's work this out. And we just like, I still like we didn't have any money. We like I, I still to this day don't know how we like financially and logistically did it, but we did. Wow. And it was wild. We built this 14,000 square foot space out in 2018. And I was pouring epoxy flooring until like five in the morning the night before we opened. And then five hours later, I was on Good Morning America. And it just like exploded. Yeah, seriously. Like I had 45 minutes of sleep. I went home. I was covered in epoxy and paint. And then like I got, I went home, slept for 45 minutes, put on my pink suit, got on the train 
and then like took Good Morning America through the space. And it was just like, we were just off to the races. Wow. You know? <laughs> this was meant to happen. Right? But it's also like, it's one of those, like, I don't know, I love uh, like Guy Raz's, like, how I built this episode. And uh-huh. like, it also took us like 15 years of experience to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no uh, amateurs can just hop in and do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was definitely a huge big leap. But the idea was like, you could buy a ticket and then you run through the whole experience and you get, there's like 14 different rooms and there were fun. We had like, you know, a blending bar. We had a ball pit. We had, um, you know, like this throne room. And the idea was I wanted to teach people about the history, the culture, and the science behind wine. Um, and I wanted it to be educational, but I didn't want it to be a museum, you know, like, because it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. And you get to drink. And you can't do that at, like, the Smithsonian here, around here in D.C. Well, probably not. Yeah. Not without getting kicked out. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, so yeah, we ran the 2018 one like a pop up. We it was crazy. We had 80,000 people came. We we were what? not we were prepared for it, but we weren't necessarily expecting it. You know, like we had planned for as few people as human, as, like a very small amount of people, and we planned for a very large amount of people and everything in between. But <clears throat> it was nuts. It was sold out every single day for you know like the, the entire summer. Um, and we had to close it down because we only built it as a pop-up. Um, it was literally falling apart. Like I had to come in on like Sunday mornings at like 10 AM and patch. I was drywalling and patching holes. I had a feeling you were about to say that. (laughs) I had a feeling. I was like, he was using drywall stuff and just. Yeah. Heels, heels, women's heels go through walls. But that's like. (laughs) <laughs> like they're beautiful, but like they also are so bad for the environment and buildings. <laughs> super destructive. Super yeah. destructive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're cute, um, but they do a lot of damage. <laughs> right. So in 2019, we ended up opening an even larger space. Uh, we found a space right by Penn Station, and we're in. You know, uh, it's yes, right next Penn Station, and we got this 32,000 square foot space. It's huge. Like you, like lose you like lose your breath running across it. And all you do is run back and forth across it. Oh. Um, and we built a brand new mansion with, we only repeated one room and we built a whole thing all new. Um, and we opened it and, you know, we've been running it. We ran it all summer, you know, through the winter. And it's been, it's been great. It's been super, it's been super awesome. We were able to like expand on it. And now we actually just launched, um, it was supposed to open on March 13th. It's going to open again, but we worked with this really um, kind of like a uh, pretty well-known artist named Alexa Mead. She's done like an Ariana Grande video and she has this, she has this amazing painting style where she makes, she kind of does this like surrealist kind of like Van Gogh style paintings. Um, but when you look at the paintings, you realize it's actually real life. She painted a table, a chair, the walls, the floor, and even the clothing people are wearing. And when they take a photo, it makes it look like you're in a painting. So we gave her 14,000 square feet to paint. And it's and it's an Alice's Adventures in Wonderland theme. And it's, it's yes. called Immerse in Wonderland. And it's absolutely incredible. And nobody's seen it yet. Oh. Um, and people are going to lose their minds. I'm here for Mad Hatter. All about this right uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. There's a whole Mad Hatter hattery room and all this. 
the funny thing, and this might not work, we might have to change the marketing. The marketing was supposed to be like, please touch the art. And I don't know if that's going to go over really well right now. <laughs> yeah. But like. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree. You're going to have to be like, please, please keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> right. Right. So we have Rose Mansion. We have Immersion Wonderland. And then we have a shared bar that Alexa painted that is the Rose Mansion color palette, but her paint style. And it looks wow. like unbelievable. I actually, I, I had my birthday um, about a month ago. And so I was like, what, what am I going to do with my birthday during quarantine? So I do, I went to the greatest birthday place in the world, Rose Mansion. Duh. You know, like, Duh. so I was, just, <laughs> I was just there and I had Morgan come and we like, and I just like drank champagne for like five hours straight. Yes. You get a, you get a heart play right there because during quarantine, that's what you're supposed to do. For your, birthday. for your birthday, I jumped out of the cake and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think I saw that on Instagram too, which is pretty yeah. dope. So like, like I'm just like blown away because I have yet to come to Rose Mansion because I live in DC and you know, it's kind of whack right now because we don't yeah. have anything wonderful like this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I just am so excited. So like, what is someone's experience like the first time that they come through the door? Like, how do they like, Take it all in, if you will, because <laughs> it's a lot on the photos. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, we pace it out. We pace it out. So you buy a ticket in advance <laughs> and you buy a ticket for a specific time. So you buy a ticket for like Wednesday at 730. And then you show up with your friends because you definitely want to bring a bunch of your friends. It's way more fun with friends. And you run, you start running through all these different rooms. So the first room you run through is like our version of like a, um, a vineyard. And so we teach you how rosé is made, which is like, you know, that you take red wine grapes and you soak the skins for a very short amount of time. So we have these huge grape balls that are like, are, that are sitting in uh, basically a pink floor. So you get to like see it and then you get to see all the, the grape names uh, with all the different kind of red wine grapes they used to make rosé. We, we built our own little version of a winery. So we got this wine tank um, from a winery in Oregon. So you get to drink wine out of a tank, yes. which is super cool. Um, I built our uh, um, fermentation lab where you get to learn all about the history of fermentation, Louis Pasteur, how, um, you know, basically human civilization started because of fermentation and beer. Um, we built Cleopatra's palace because Cleopatra actually drank a lot of wine. She got it from uh, Julius Caesar and Mark Antony. Yes. And, she was pimping <clears throat> for wine. I love it. <laughs> yeah. They gave her, yeah, she, and they gave her this wine from northern Italy, this like sweet, fizzy wine from the north of Italy. And so you actually get to drink the wine that Cleopatra used to drink in the room to be like dedicated to her. Um, we have a bunch of fun rooms. So you basically kind of like run from room to room. We have a cabaret room that's supposed to be like Moulin Rouge backstage. We get to try on all the flashy costumes. Ugh. Our uh, secret garden where we have bathtubs and you get to throw rose petals the celebration room where no matter whether it's your birthday or not, we built a giant cake and you get to jump out of the cake and throw confetti. Um, and then you end in our bar and in the bar area, we have food and then we have a hundred different rosé wines by the bottle. We have about 20 different rosé wines by the glass. And then there's all kinds of fun stuff to do in the bar area too. Oh my gosh. Like I'm information overload because I'm so excited. And if you're not following Rosie Mansion on Instagram to see these amazing pictures, you have to do it. Um, how can people connect with you and like 
purchase tickets when COVID is over and like, you know, when everything opens back up and you guys are are, are back open, how can people connect with you and, and actually come and have an amazing time? Yeah, Instagram is great to follow us. You follow us at, at Rose Wine Mansion. Um, and then that's our website too, rosewinemansion.com. And it has all the information. Um, you can actually buy tickets right now. Um, I believe you can buy tickets right now. We basically put on anytime tickets. Um, and we're also running a very special promotion because I knew how terrible it was to have a birthday during quarantine. Aww. So if if your birthday fell between March and when we open, which we're hoping is sometime like in late July, early August, um, if your birthday fell in between the time that we had to close and open, you get to come for free to Rosie Mansion. What? And yeah, yeah. So you just show up. You show your ID at the door and you get a free ticket to Rosie Mansion because we want to celebrate everybody who had a birthday um, and let them come and celebrate because like quarantine birthdays suck. <laughs> yeah, quarantine birthdays are not what's up. <laughs> so that is amazing. That is so amazing. And I'm, I, I'm just, I'm going to go online and, and get my tickets. I'm going to get my girls together because we're going to do a road trip from D.C. and maybe yeah. do an episode live with you. I don't know. The possibilities are endless. So the possibilities are endless. It's gonna, it's gonna be so much fun. It's so much fun, oh, and I just, I just bought myself for my birthday. I bought myself like purple roller skates, and I'm wearing <gasps> roller skates so I can roller skate through the mansion. That's my goal. Oh my god! Do you have like a boa? Because a boa and roller skates go together. Um, I think we have so many props at the mansion. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. Uh, one day I could do that, but I got something else. Another day. No, I think there's, a, we have an entire like prop closet at the mansion. We have so much stuff to wear that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you got that covered. Look, I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So I know this is going to be a tough question. Um, and it's, it's my last question because I, I know yep. if I stay on with you, I'm just going to just get too excited like a fifth grader before the first day of school because I'm excited to wear my new outfit. So <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. I know it's going to be hard for you to answer because you have a rosé mansion. What's mm -hmm. your favorite rosé? Tough question because I don't have a particular favorite mm -hmm. because I'm bad at superlatives. But here's what I like, right? I love stuff that's a little bit unique and different. I like small you know, the big thing about Rosé Mansion is like the, the wineries don't sponsor us. They don't pay us. We buy all the wine ourselves. Wow. So I want to buy, I'm a small business. I want to buy wine from small businesses. And so all, like almost all the wines that we have are from small businesses. And so like, I love small production, you know, like right now I'm a big California kick. I used to live in California. And I'm really missing California. Oh, me too. Um, I didn't live there, but I want to live there. So I get it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but the California rosés are so cool because every winery makes like a couple dozen cases, maybe a hundred cases or some small amount, mm -hmm. and they're all unique and they're all fruity. They're all bold. They're all really juicy. And it just makes me miss sunshine. And so right now I would say that my, I think my favorite rosés are like the small production, small family vineyard, California rosés. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Tyler has said it. Drink California sunshine. It's Drink great. <laughs> it is. <laughs> He's the guru. Listen to our sensei. Let's follow him. Follow the leader. Get you some California rosé. <laughs>
<laughs> and order from local wineries. It's yes. so important to order from like local and small wineries that support small business. Support small businesses. And if everybody, and if you listen to this podcast enough, you know how much I feel about small businesses. So Tyler is right. Support him and all the other wineries out there that are doing their thing. And especially during COVID because they really, really need our support now. They support us in our moments from celebrations to sadness. Rosé is always there. It's time for us to be there for them. <laughs> that's a great slogan, actually. That's a really good slogan. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Well, Tyler, this has been so much fun, and I cannot wait to meet you in person when quarantine is over. And also, uh, because I just, again, I'm like a fifth grader ready for the first day of school because of my new outfit. <laughs> like, I already know what I want to wear uh, to come see Yay. you at the Rosé Mansion. It's gonna you be- have to come. Oh, my We're God. We're going to run through together. We're going to have so much fun. We'll yes. jump out of the cake. It'll be like the best day ever. Yes. And to all of you out there, Follow, follow, follow Rose Mansion today. Get tickets. Go to New York. I mean, who doesn't want to go to New York? It's New York. Go to New York after quarantine and <laughs> go to the Rose Mansion. Thank you so much, Tyler, for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. We really appreciate your time and cannot wait to come to the Rosé Mansion in New York. Beautiful Nueva York. We want to thank both of our guests today, Fallon and Tyler, for coming on the show. Bartender Ben, all of our friends here at the Rosé Hour podcast. Shout out to Angeline, who helps schedule people. Um, We really appreciate the work that Angeline does. Couldn't be here without you. Pew, pew. Also want to remind everyone that we have new episodes every Wednesday here on your favorite podcast platform. So whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, CastBox, whatever, we're going to be here. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Additionally, find us on IG, Facebook, pretty much all social media, The Rose Hour Podcast. And don't forget, we have a couple shows coming up on Thursdays. We have our virtual happy hour. You can see us on IGTV at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on Sundays for our soulful Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't forget to go to our website as well, therosehourpodcast.com, to buy merch, hear old episodes, and also tell us what you think, you know? Let us know. Do you know people that we should have on? Go ahead and send that information so we can get in touch with them. want to thank everyone, of course, for listening, and cannot wait for another episode, because today, dun 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 is episode 20! So we're really, really, really thankful for how group how, how much you guys listen to us. I really do. Uh, so it's pretty exciting to be a new podcast. And we have so much fun. Yay! Well, until next week, friends. Sip, sip, hooray. Cheers. Toast. Salute. All of those great things. And see you next week. Pew, pew, pew. Sip, sip, rose. Sip, sip, rose. Sip, sip, rose.